Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. This week features matchmaker Christy Price. We did this via Zoom, so if you're listening to this, you can go check it out on my YouTube page, which is youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, please do that as well. Paul Farvar, Paul F-A-R. It should pop up right after you do that. That's how popular I am. Um, come see me on the road. I'll be um, in Oklahoma City. Um, if you're getting this, the day that this is released, you will actually be able to see me at Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina, Sunday, April 16th. If you are in the area or you know people there, send them my way. I'm headlining that. That might be the site of um, some important stuff happening in July uh, where I record my special. We don't know yet. We're deciding. Um, then I'm in Bricktown, Oklahoma City with Dave Landau. I'll be headlining JP's Comedy Club in Gilbert, Arizona, the first week of May. Then I will be uh, in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, um, Cape Coral, Minneapolis again, all over, paulfcomedy.com for all my upcoming dates and where you can see me. Um, Yeah, follow me. Check out our sponsors as always. And... uh, yeah, if you uh, if you don't follow me already on YouTube or Instagram, please do so and watch all my clips and tell your friends. Word of mouth is so important for these shows. I do have my new album special I am recording uh, this summer. So check out for that or look out for that, I should say. And as always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. If you're listening to this podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast, you can actually watch this on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. We did this via Zoom with uh, matchmaker Christy Price. Hey, Christy. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm good. So uh, our podcast is about dating uh, and you are, I call myself a dating expert, but literally I have no experience whatsoever other than mine. <laughs> that's hilarious i love it well we all have dating experience right yeah well let's talk about your dating experience first are you are you're you're in a relationship right now yes i am okay yeah have you uh have you ever been married what what's what's your what was your relationship journey before you became this expert well that's why i got into this because i was married for like nine years okay and then a great guy this wasn't a match and then I went out and started doing on online dating, thinking everyone wanted relationships. This is 17 years ago, so I'm aging myself right now. Okay. And um, I realized that not everyone online was like looked like their photo, um, wanted a relationship, and all that. And plus, I had my own issues with like liking those really charismatic types that are a little bit maybe I, the word narcissistic thrown around too much these days. But yeah, it's completely sure. a little bit. Or getting love bombed and like, oh my gosh, this guy's so great. So I was a complete train wreck coming out of my divorce because I thought everyone was like my ex-husband, who was a good guy. So I started doing, I stepped away from dating and started working on myself and kind of setting better boundaries, looking for red flags, um, learning how to write a profile better. So I attracted the right kind of people. Right. And then I thought, you know, I'm help- I started helping my friends and thought, you know, I'm making a difference in their lives so they're not like crashing and burning like I did after divorce. And that's why I started the dating coaching business. Well, so 17 years ago, it was a different dating game, right? I mean, you could still meet people organically at that time. Whereas now I don't think that's really, it's not common if possible, I guess. 
Yeah, it's fairly, especially since COVID, right? So right. I mean, it, that really accelerated people using online dating apps. Um, but I, I, the people are meeting organically too, but not like they used to, like in a grocery store or things like that, because people are kind of like closed off after being masked up for so long. Right. So like meetup groups, interest groups, like networking groups, things like that. But it's definitely changed the landscape of dating for people. So before, when you got divorced, did you go right into like uh, online dating or did you try to meet people organically through setups or at bars and stuff like that? Um, I did both. So I did online dating and got out. So for my jobs, I always had to be out networking and being in front of people. So it was both sides. So I was meeting people in public and then online dating. And why do you think it is now? I mean, now most people meet online or through uh, services like yours. Why do you think it is other than COVID that people just uh, don't meet organically anymore? I mean, even I know the younger generation doesn't really know how to communicate. Uh, yeah by their phones, but is there anything else that explains this phenomenon that how, I mean, to me, I know it's a lot of, I mean, every girlfriend I had up until I was, you know, 35, I met at a bar, mostly at two in the morning, clearly <laughs> the best relationship, but you really can't meet people at bars anymore like you used to. And no, I think a lot of women are guarded and people in general, like I said, the COVID masking environment really i think the social aspect of meeting people was cut off for so long that it's kind of hard to especially if you're a shy person to start talking to people at bars and um so i think that really changed things that's why people are doing more online dating than ever um because it's also a numbers game right you can go to a bar and not meet anyone but at least online you know you might talk to 10 20 people and you have some options so i think that's a lot of the reason why people really accelerate to online dating and then also um, the COVID environment, people that are were meeting people in person might have done that. And it is difficult. I mean, I met my boyfriend at, um, at, at an event, but there were, there were friends there too that I knew. So um, it does happen, but it also depends on your location. In Philly, I'm in West Palm Beach. I go back and forth. It's a different environment here than Philadelphia, for sure. I was born in Philadelphia. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Um, yeah, there, there is something we said, different environments too. I think a lot of it, um, and I've said this before on the on the podcast where, um, I, and I've been out with my girlfriends who are my friends and they're just mean to guys that approach them. It's just why, there's no reason for it. Like, I, I think that if I wasn't persistent, I wouldn't have had any girlfriends. Like I would, I, I would have to drink so much to have the balls to go talk to someone at a bar and if they were like, fuck you, I'd be like, well, wait a minute. Like, I I didn't do anything yet. Like, you don't even know me. But that's how my friends are. I think a lot of women are mean to guys. Is well, that, I mean, I'm sure they're guarded because there are a lot of assholes out there too. But right. I just remember so many situations where I didn't even do anything wrong. And, and people were just so mad at me for approaching their space, which I guess I get it. Yeah, I think that's awful. Because I think, that, and that's why a lot of the shy guys, don't or you know get hammered before they go talk to someone because yeah. they're like oh my god if they get rejected I won't care with five five beers so that is a thing especially if they're in groups of women like oh we're just having a girls find out but they don't have to be nasty about it they can just say not interested huh. I don't understand why they're so angry like they're angry that they're getting hit on isn't that yeah. a compliment <laughs> right I know and, and that, it's, it's something to be said to that I think there's a big part of that and of course 
bars aren't necessarily the greatest place to meet people either. I think events are the greatest place, to be honest with you, because you're at a fundraiser, you know, people are there, you have at least you're there because you have a mutual interest in at least one thing. Yeah. Um, whereas at a bar, I mean, unless it's like a sports event, you're like, okay, you guys are both same fans and stuff. But yeah, it's it's none of those relationships that I had ended in uh, they, I'm friends with all my exes, but none of them ended in uh, success, for lack of a better word. So, yeah, it's tough meeting people at bars because, especially if they're drinking, so you don't know who they really are. You don't right. know if they're single. You don't know what their interests are. There's so many factors, right? You know that you have to go through. What if you want kids and they don't? You know they don't want kids. Like there's so many factors that you don't find. So yeah. it's good to go in, like you said, an interest group or a gala or networking because at least you have something in common. Right, but I, and that's where I think. You know, I'm an advocate of the dating apps on this podcast because yeah. you also get all the information about person based on what they write or don't write. Most of the time, if they don't answer certain questions on the app, you're like, okay, that's weird. Why don't they answer, you know, their relationship goals or or if they have kids or whatever? Like those are things that are like, I think putting yourself all out there on the dating apps is the best thing to do when you're making a profile. And that's how you kind of, you don't have to worry about a red flag on the third date, you know, where you no. So Well, I, you know, I, all profiles are real. So everyone puts their, you know, factual information on there, like how hot, tall they are, their pictures. But yeah. no, I'm an advocate of it because I've had a lot of clients meet people online. It's just a matter of like a numbers game online, but you have more options. At right. least you know something about them. You can screen for the scammers pretty easily and people that are fake. So we just, you know, just keep going and enjoy it. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's a numbers game. And uh, so do you, is that part of the services you provide in telling people like how to make their profile better? Yeah. I, that, I do that on my podcast all the time, trying to help people. But man, there's so many people are so hesitant to put themselves out there. And it's like, what do you expect to happen? Yeah, you have to create opportunities if you're going to meet somebody, right? So the more opportunities you create, whether that's out or online dating, is great. And the main thing with the online dating is have good pictures. Some people aren't going to read your profile, especially with the swiping that we have going on. Yeah. So have good pictures that tell a story. That's so important. And pictures that are accurate. So you're not blindsiding your date. What I tell people and tell me if you agree with this theory. And if you if you've never implied it, uh, implemented it before, you can give me credit for it. I always tell people to don't put a flattering picture to put an average picture of themselves just in a mirror on, on, you know, day on a Wednesday at three o'clock. Cause then when they see you, your first, your first impression is always like, Oh, you you look better in person than, you know, uh, a picture where you have a professional taking a picture. I mean, put that on there too, but what is, isn't there something to be said about first and first real impressions as opposed to uh, in-person impressions as opposed to online? Yeah, I think, you know, I think, um, I think that's a great idea. I think your your profile is also like your resume. It's the, that's how you're going to capture people. Sure. So you like to your point, you want something that really looks like you, and then maybe some some that are not brushed up, but like good lighting and professionally done. So you have a combination of everything, or have you doing an activity like I'm skiing, or you know, tell a story with it. Yeah, but make sure that you look like you. The skiing one I've talked on this podcast before is I think that's the worst picture to take because you have all you're like, hey, here's me with all my clothes on that I own. So you have no idea what I look like. <laughs> well, it's about telling a story, right? That's right. your only photo because, you know, you'll be, be like, 
you know, way bigger than you really are, right? So that's number one. Um, but at least it's telling a story, if you're, like if you're a biker or a hiker or something, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. then have like a headshot and a full body shot. You know, I love the ones that just have headshots. You know something's going on. Right. <laughs> always, and I've seen that so many times, and I won't, I won't even swipe on something unless I have more of what they actually look like. And and for me, obviously, I'm a pretty public person, so I have to like be like, give me your Instagram. They're like, well, I'm very private. I'm like, well, then I'm this isn't going to work. Right. What do you say to people? And I've had this, I've I've encountered this a lot on dating apps and with my friends, uh, especially women. They don't like to put too much out there because they're afraid of safety. Now, I always say if someone's going to be a creep, they can find out anything they want based on digital imaging. Yeah. What do you say to women that are hesitant to putting themselves all out there? And they they cite the 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 uh, concern about safety as the reason. Um. Because like you asked to your point, you can even do a reverse photo search and right. find people like so what do you I mean, in this day and age, you can find anyone anywhere anytime. So, you know, I wouldn't put your well, they could get your address too. it's pretty easy. Right. So I, I like if you're worried so much use a Google number, don't use your real number. Um, if you're worried about stalkers and things like that, and if you don't want to put your Instagram page up there right away, at least have it accessible. So if you want to meet someone and they ask for it. I mean, the reason men ask for it is because so many women have all these filters these days. They, uh, you know, body filters, face filters. You don't even know what they look like. Right. Yeah. And which you know, that, No, that's go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Which on Instagram could be the same thing, but you're probably going to get at least one real photo so you can see what the person looks like. Well, the way the the key that I teach people on Instagram is on Instagram you can go to where people have tagged you, and so that's where you see the real you. Right. Where, people have tagged you when you weren't prepared uh and that's where you can see what people real how they really are how they really look and uh you know where they were on january 6th you know those types completely of things. yes yeah. at least you have a timeline rather than having them hold up a newspaper beside their picture right <laughs> taking a selfie <laughs> right 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 so what about what um, who are the kind of who are the kind of people that come to you most often? What are you, what are the people that you see a, a common uh, thread with? To help it's them? kind of a wide. It's weird. So I've, um, when I first started this business fifteen years ago, it was more like fifty plus, and now but uh, it started changing before COVID, but it's accelerated a lot to twenties and thirties. Um, and the main reason is like they either uh, if they're doing the coaching, they're not having good results online or they're nervous to go out and meet people in public. So we help kind of guide them on where to go based on their interests, as we talked about earlier and things like that. Um, getting over the fear of rejection. I mean, so what if someone says no, that's not your person. Move on. Right. It's not, yeah. It shouldn't be a big deal. And then if they would do matchmaking, it's because they don't have the time. Um, to do online dating or go out on their own, or they're not meeting the right kind of people. Whereas we do all the heavy lifting for them and, you know, send them matches that are pre-qualified and look like their photo and are mutually aligned with their life and relationship goals. I think the matchmaking, matchmaking part of, a, of any service or friends who match you, that's when you find out what really people think about you and how much self-awareness you have. Mm -hmm. Like when people start setting you up with people, you're like, oh, that's what you think is my, my range. Yeah. Do you have people say that to you where you're, they're like, I'm a, I'm a seven. Why are you setting me up with fours? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, well, I love it. So I make sure I can meet their expectations by showing photos and things early. Yeah. But I love it when the people call me and they say, oh, I'm 60, but I really look like I'm 40. And I go, okay, here we go. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure what that mirror is telling you, but you know, normally people look close to their age, not 20 years younger. Sure. And it happens, but yeah. I do people, do you have to ever have a, a heart to heart with people who think they're like better looking or better options than they are? Or do you have to be like, when someone says that to you, what do you say? Like if someone's like, well, I, come on, I'm, I'm better looking than these people. Are you like, no, you're not. How do you, how do you <laughs> sugarcoat that? For people who don't have that self-awareness or you know it's difficult because especially if they've been married for 20 some years that's usually the people usually the younger crowd is pretty more open-minded yeah. um but if they've been married for 25 years and they still feel like they can date their ex-husband or, or or wife that looks like they did 25 years ago and you both have obviously changed then yeah. i have that conversation like all right you're both changing um and you have to kind of be more realistic and it's about the whole picture about a life partner just not about the look and the other thing is you don't ever we all have a type but you can't predict if there's chemistry or not just out of, off a picture you right. have to kind of meet people if they're they're aligned with all the other things i mean if you're totally not attracted to them that's one thing but if you're just basing it off of i'm i think i'm a 10 and there are seven that's just crazy yeah no i i just feel like sometimes yeah like you said 26 years of marriage. Yeah. At that time you were in the NFL. Now you're, you're doing construction again. So it's, it's you're right. a different person at that point in your life too. Yeah. And they're probably like downing pizzas and beer on Sundays, watching football, you know, right. thinking about the old days. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Now, what about, what about, what do you have to say about marriage? Now you were married at one point. Do you think you'll ever get married again? Or is that something you, it's not, I say it's an outdated institution. What say you? Yeah. So for me, no. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, um, I mean, a lot of the younger people, I think people get married now if they want to have kids. So like then, okay, I get it. So, but a lot of my clients do want to get married again. Uh, some of the females don't, some of the males don't either. Cause it's more about finding a life partner rather than just like getting into another marriage and having all that, you know, chaos if it doesn't work out. So it's yeah. kind of nice to kind of just have options. So I believe, a lot of even my younger people are like, you know, marriage is on the table, but a lot of my younger people don't want kids now. So it's changing a lot in terms of um, the, the people that are driven to just get married. Yeah, I think, and I think you hit it on the head, like all my friends who are married, which are all of them, uh, they all tell me the same thing. If you don't want to have kids, don't get married. And yeah. uh, and that's that's the true thing. And I think that, and you you said you were married for nine years. I always say that should be, uh, marriage should be like a, a seven-year contract renewable because you've changed you probably changed nine years in you're not the same person and i don't think you have personal growth at that level too especially later in life where you're you know you're pursuing things that interest you or you're going back and changing your careers like i i changed my career like i would never have done that or followed a passion if i was married and had to worry about taking care of somebody else or you know had my my own growth if not stifled, kind of connected to somebody else, you know? Yeah. And people live longer. Is it really realistic if you're in your 20s, you're going to get married and you're going to be married to 80? If you're, unless you're, if you're completely evolving and changing, and like you said, changing jobs, that's really difficult. I mean, I kudos to those who have done it, but I think a lot of the people now that have gotten divorced, especially over COVID, because they were like, all right, so we're locked in a room together and this is what retirement's going to look like. So we right. were out. 
Um, yeah. yeah. COVID accelerated relationships big time. That's right after. I wish I was still practicing law so I could just do all those divorces that happen right after. Yeah. I mean, when you start seeing people, you see people at their worst for a <laughs> day. But yeah, for sure. Why hasn't there been, and I've talked to divorce lawyers about this as too, but why hasn't there been, you know, we update everything, right? Why have Why hasn't there been a, a, a movement to update marriage to, you know, we, we now have gay marriage, we have uh, multiple uh, uh, genders, everything. Why is marriage such a institution that no one wants to update to, to have this, you know, a, be a renewable contract instead of till death do us part? That's a really, really good point. I don't know that because I, th I think yeah. that's why people are not getting married as much now because like once you're in, you're in. Like there's no negotiation. <laughs> right. it, it's such a bizarre thing. And, and, uh, and like you said, like people live longer when, when it was death to your part, you died at 27. So you weren't, yeah. it wasn't, people weren't living to 90 or a hundred and you're not the same person and you want to grow individually and live your life. But yeah, it, it's a, it's a crazy situation. Um, and I don't have an answer for it either. I was hoping you did. Yeah. No, but I think it would keep people on better behavior too. Cause I think some people think of a marriage, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. So they get married. Like it's a sales, like a bad salesperson works so hard to get the deal and then they're done. Right. Like, all right, closed it. Bye. Hey. And that's some people when they get into marriage. So they, you know, they get to the marriage point, maybe one or the other is like, all right, I got you now. And then they stop working at the, at the relationship right. and you have to continue to keep that spark alive. Like relationships just don't thrive by being existing together. You have yeah. to do things to cultivate love and connection and all that. And I think people get lazy sometimes in a marriage because they really feel like, all right, you're locked in. Yeah. And it's difficult to get out of. You have to put in the work. It's like a contract. If it was a contract year, like your seventh year, you're going to work your ass off if yeah. you're renewed. And if you want, if you don't care, you're going to call it in so you can be traded. It's that's just, that's just way it's like the NFL. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing in your, in your uh, experience, is there a movement towards polyamory or, or things like that? I know in Florida swingers are huge there. Yeah. What, how does that, how do you approach that in, in matchmaking and coaching? with people? So um, we focus on um, heterosexuals because um, it's such a hard business to do all everybody. Sure. So I've, I've worked with, I've coached polyamorous people for sure and try to help them kind of figure it out. But then I, we also have experts that are in those fields that I refer out to because it is a thing. I've had a lot of people that are um, they, they're polyamorous, which is this great. Um, so it's good to have an expert to really help them with their dating life and where to meet the right kind of people that are mutually aligned with what they're looking for. So, yeah, so that's, that's the thing and non-monogamous relationships as well. So you have the polyamory where it's like, I think it's more of a, like a family kind of thing. Non-monogamous is a thing too. You know, we want to meet people with the open relationships. So there are matchmakers for that as well. So I think with the society has been so open-minded, it's not just the kids and the white picket fence and the, you know, all that stuff. It's, you know, be who you want to be and love who you want to love and do it your way. Do you think that, do you think that there's more openness towards like this non-monogamy traditional marriage setups that are, uh, people are exploring and, uh, do you see, you see more of it and do you see that being a good thing or a bad thing or what? 
I don't know. I'm not a judgment. I mean, the people that yeah. come to me come to me because they want a monogamous relationship. They're not into the open relationships, right. but it definitely is out there. I and mean, you see it more and more in all, in all the late online dating apps. And at least people are being honest now, which they weren't 15 years ago. You know, right. I just want a relationship. Like you had one way to go with it. At least now people can you know pursue their passion and what they want and be honest with the other people so they can, you know, attract the right people for them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I know the younger people are all, uh, you know, especially in the entertainment fields that I'm in and, and comics are all, they're all into this polyamory. And on, on, theory, on, on paper, it sounds great, um, but it seems like a lot of work too. You know, you got to keep track of different people and, and whatnot. And their rules and things like that, depending. I mean, I've, I had friends that are in relationships like that, um, you know, with married couples and things. And then it's always like, there's always a top or bottom. <laughs> like, I mean, like if there's one tier that's kind of in control of the relationship, yeah. uh, the ones I've seen, that's not always right, the case. Right. And then other people kind of filter in when they feel like hanging out with them. So I can't, it makes people, I think if it's not equal arrangement, uh, equal powers for lack of a better word, it can kind of get stifling for some people. Sure. Some people might like to be dominated too. So maybe they like someone, to, you know, leading the way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a whole other thing with fetishes too. I mean, I think a lot of it is uh, the people that I've talked to are, you know, there's a physical aspect to the relationship and then there's the, you know, the mental and the, and the, the, you know, connection, the whatever mental, emotional and, and mental connections. So yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but um, who knows what's going to happen. Um, so I, I, I deal with a lot of comedians on our show and we are, very bad at dating and a lot of it has to do with our scheduling and uh what uh, the common thread that happens on this podcast is comedians have different schedules than norm normies normal people yeah um, how important do you think that is in terms of a relationship do you think that you need to see everybody a lot or have you seen long distance relationships work or once a week relationships work better especially now what yeah I think it's it's fine. I think some people think your relationship means you have to spend every single moment together, and I disagree. I think it's about quality time. I've seen long distance relationships work as long as there's communication. If you can FaceTime, if you don't see somebody, um, there's so many you know platforms like this and FaceTime and whatever you want to use that you can see someone and connect with them um, when you're traveling or doing whatever. You don't necessarily have to be in person, although you do want that intimacy when you're in person and do things too. But I think it's fine. I think if people, I think that having flexible schedules with different people is, is great. And there are people in the restaurant industry that might just, or something that work on the weekend are nurses that might embrace that. Thank God you're not, you know, at my ass every day. Like yeah. you do your thing and I'll do mine. Right. Yeah. I think that there's, there's gotta be connections there. What yeah. are the, what are the common things that you see um, people make the most mistakes when they're when they don't use coaching or or uh, or services like you, what are the the common pitfalls as to why people don't get their second date? Oh, that's a good question. Second date, either they're it's like an interview. So instead of going into it with this is going to be fun and I'm going to get to know the person and see if we connect on some level, is like going through a list of interviews, like questions like, "What? How was your last relationship?" Negative stuff like you know what you know that kind of thing. Online dating tragedies. Um, so it's really just be either um, like interview, like, you know, do you want kids yet? What's your timeline? Like, no one wants to be interviewed, right? No one loves to be interviewed in, even in a job. 
So being interviewed and negativity, I think is the biggest thing. And just not being yourself and just ha and having fun. I think people go into that first date, you know, all they did was look at a resume. So you're going to that first date, just like it's a meet and greet, see if it's fun. And if it's not, move on to the next one. They put too much pressure on themselves. Right, so, I think people go, in, I agree with you 100%. I think people go in with an agenda and it's like, you gotta just remember, like you are supposed to have fun and yeah. and see if there's a connection and meet people. like. And I, and I feel like a lot of people are hesitant, but even on my shittiest dates, like I'm like, ah, I learned something from that person and you can make a connection. Maybe it's not going to be a romantic connection, but I've, I've met people who I've hired for, for other things because of yeah. our connections. It is like an interview. So the other thing is like blowing up someone's phone after first date, like they may have been interested at first, but if you're all of a sudden blowing up their phone, like 24 seven, like you're in a relationship, that's so annoying. So you want to keep that mystery alive too. Once you kill it, it's done. You can't get it back. Right. That makes sense. These are all good tips. And how, and can I ask you, how long have you been in your uh, recent relationship? Uh, over two years. Okay. So you yeah. guys survived COVID or part of yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, Florida, did. Florida didn't really have COVID. I, I'm in Florida a lot. I know they had a different reaction, so it's fun. Yeah, way different than Philadelphia. So I was like, all right, I can move. I'm working remotely. So I've been in Philly for 20 years. Why not go to Florida and expand my business and just fly back and forth? So it's the best of both worlds. Right. That makes sense. Um, any any other tips that you can give to people for free on how how to avoid uh, how to how to avoid not? I guess how to avoid staying single when you don't want to be. <laughs> Yeah, I guess like we talked about, just go out there and have fun. Like I think people look at dating as like such a job, and it can be is when you're online dating, but you'll get better results if you just look at the profiles. You know, screen people a little bit before you go out. Make sure that it's not just a photo; that there's something in there. Unless you're looking for a hookup, that's fine. But see, make sure that there's something of interest to you in that profile, and just have a great time. And don't do dinners; like they're the worst first dates. Like you have a big you know, table between you. How do you create attraction? So I always say. You know, an activity, something fun, um, a light, a light lunch, coffee, or a, a drink. There's two approaches to dating. When people, what do you have a strong opinion? One is you rip off the bandaid after you connect. You see, there's a match. You just go, hey, let's go meet up. And the other approach is talk for a while, get on a phone call or text for a little while, and then meet up. Do you have a strong opinion as to which approach is better? We've talked about this on the podcast. I tend to talk to people forever before I meet up with them. So, yeah. So I, um, my advice is not to do that because, okay. you know, they might just drag it out forever. So some people are never going to meet, um, others online. They're just like uh, in a relationship. They don't look like their profile picture or whatever. So I think a lot of people, especially women will do this. Like, well, I don't feel safe until we walk, talk for a couple of weeks. Well, that's, you know, she's online. You know, she want, if you want to meet somebody, you'll meet some people. Most of my clients have gotten ghosted by people like that. Okay. So if they want to meet, they want to meet. So you get a little rapport maybe for a week, you know, depending on how, how much you're going back and forth, grab a number, get on a call and meet in person. Like, you know, it's a time suck. So you have to keep you yeah. know, your time's valuable, right? That makes sense. Well, Christy, thank you so much for all the information you gave us. Uh, where can people learn more about you and uh, and your uh, your services that you provide? 
It's at kpmatchmaking.com. On there, they can, uh, they, I have a phone number there. They can email me if they have questions. And they can also um, make a 20-minute uh, free phone consultation, too, if they'd like. Awesome. Well, thanks, Christy. I really appreciate you. And I hope all our listeners and viewers learn something from another expert. I, I'm an expert, too, right? Do I? Yeah. I gave some good advice. The picture thing was good, right? Great advice. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, you yeah. yeah, no, the marriage thing I never thought of. That's brilliant. Yeah, well, and then the picture thing, right? I said to yeah. use an average picture. See, see people, I'm not some fucking idiot. I do some too, stuff here too. I have an yeah, expert. Listen, listen to Paul. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Thank you. So we've been doing this podcast, what, six, seven years now? And the one thing you know about me is that I was a lawyer. It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or uh, Persian, or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro, and you should do the same too. 312-648-8800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed.